Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today, we're visiting with Diane Randall from DianeRandallConsults.com. Diane is a whole living consultant, and Diane, I am so happy to have you here today. And Amy, I am happy to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled. We are just going to have so much fun. (laughs) I love that you're a whole living consultant. Tell me more about what that means for you. How did you even come to be a whole living consultant? I was a full-time consultant traveling the world doing some awesome consulting for software. Mm -hmm. But what happened was I really was wearing myself out. I mean, I had high blood pressure. I had high cholesterol. I was eating bad food because I was on an expense account. So I'm eating everything in life, you know, everything I can find. So what I recognized was that that wonderful career and that success I was having at the time was not going to sustain me. And I was a young mother with two children, uh, divorced, and, you know, everything was on me. I had a lot of stress. I had a lot Mm -hmm. of things in my life. So I had to figure out how to improve my well-being and Mm -hmm. or I felt I, I wouldn't be here. I, I just yeah. I just felt that way. And I was so young at the time. So, it makes me tired just listening to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking traveling and eating out and dealing with clients and, you know, raising children and all this stuff going on. That's a lot. It's a lot. And I was keep well, I thought I was keeping all those balls up in the air. But, you know, I, I was really young and I felt a toll, a toll. It was taking a toll on me physically, mentally and uh, spiritually, really. It was I didn't understand it at first, but the physical part was really showing up. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I did some research, I educated myself because I really wanted to figure out how to take care of myself mm-hmm. in, a, in a way where I could fuel my body and mind and not just take stuff away. So each time I learned something, I became a life coach because I became the student. So I got a life coaching certification. Then I got a, a wellness certification. And I became a coach. But what I realized was the food with all my clients, the food thing kept coming up. I mean, there was no way around it. Food affects us in all aspects of our lives. How food affects us. As the other part of the puzzle with all the other stuff you're already doing. Exactly. What is yeah. real food? Because, you know, you're looking at the news, you're looking at TV. You know, I didn't know all this misinformation, information. I didn't know what was real and I really wanted to be able to help my client succeed with the food. You know, food for me was kind of the missing piece in my puzzle. You know, I had, I had come from a, a massage therapy background and, you know, I took a little break from that and did sales and marketing, but I was, uh, then also got burnout, which was, is what brought me back to the health field. But oh. it was like, yeah, I mean, I was completely burned out, but it was, you know, really 
for me, like, okay, I was doing the thought work. I was doing, you know, how are our emotions affecting us? How is our body affecting us? You know, I was kind of there, but food was still that missing piece. You know, I was still eating fast food. I was still, you know, throwing things in the microwave and didn't realize, like, that was going to be the key to the to the puzzle. Yeah, I didn't really know what I didn't know. And, and this is what I love about what I do. I always say my journey has unfolded and it still unfolds. That That's mm-hmm. exactly the way things have gone. Because when I started looking at what was real food, I was able to change more and more for myself because I was a hardcore addict. I craved sweets. I craved processed food. And even though I thought back then I was eating healthy, eating healthy from a sense of what the TV or what somebody told me, I got my information from somewhere, but I really learned what was healthy. And, and, and I really started my journey to just taking away the meat, taking away the sugar. And I really started looking the at my health, my health started changing. I started feeling better. I mean, I felt more clear because I was so bogged down mentally mm-hmm. with guilt, with uh, all the self-talk around, you know, every time I ate something. I, I used to joke, even though it was kind of serious. I'd say, oh, I ate that pie, so now I'm going to do penance in the gym for two hours. You know? Right. Oh, so <laughs> many people do that. Yeah. I, I used to do it. And you know, my family and friends would call me a fanatic, but I'd go, oh, cut it out. You know, I'd joke, you know, but, but it was a serious tone. It was really mm-hmm. serious. And I, I really felt I had a lot of guilt. My mind was so burdened all the time. So not only studying food, real food, helped me to change my life, but it also helped me to get rid of the conditions. I mean, I feel that if I wouldn't have changed my life, that I'd probably, you know, have had some serious problems by now. So I'm just so grateful that I kept going. I kept going. So fast forward, I realized that it's not just food in our life. It's how do we relate to ourselves around the food, around Mm -hmm. what do we say to ourselves? How do we talk to ourselves? How do we treat ourselves? So I went and got a master's in spiritual psychology. And and I felt, I felt, okay, this is it. It's the whole person that we're dealing with. It's the whole person that we're dealing with. So big. And so many people, you know, that listen, obviously, we're, we're interested in holistic health. They've changed their lifestyle, you know, somewhat. They've adopted a real food diet, you know, they... We, so many people get that part of it, but it's like getting the rest of the picture um, is tough. Like the self-talk, the thoughts and emotions, the the connection with other people, be, being inspired, having a purpose, like all these other things like play into our health and wellness so much. And, you know, in Western culture with allopathic medicine, like everything's compartmentalized. So, you know, we go to a specialist for this and a specialist for that and and the, you know, one that deals with our brain is so different than the one that deals with our stomach and they never talk and nobody ever, you know, and it's like, now we see, oh, wait a minute, like we're whole beings, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and it all plays in. There can be one little thing out and it can affect everything else like a domino. And you're so, so correct, which is why I do a lot of workshops, a lot mm-hmm. of re- workshops on overcoming 
self-talk, setting boundaries, because these all play a part in who we are. So I feel that the education is, like you just said, is missing. And, and that's part where I see my role is not only being this whole living consultant, but it's, you have to educate people. You don't, you don't yeah. find these, these topics in school or in life. Nobody tells us how we should eat. How, yeah, they tell us how we should eat, but, but <laughs> the marketing, the, the marketing <laughs> tells us how we should eat, yeah. which is the problem because we're not making our own, we think we're making our own decisions of what food choices to make, but we aren't. Yeah. We've been programmed and conditioned. And I always say it's the mind that's in charge. It's telling us what we should eat. And if if you get a hold of, of the mind, if you change your mind, you can change everything else. The body's just going to follow the mind. So I and I remember for myself, I mean, I was a hardcore addict. I ate a lot. I ate a lot. I was always hungry. I didn't know what I didn't know at the time about the processed food. Only when I switched to a lifestyle did I realize that, oh, my God, I ate so much. And it's so funny because I used to eat sweets every day. I had to have cake pie or something. And when I first switched over to a plant-based diet, it's like three months had passed, and I didn't even realize that I didn't have anything sweet. And it just totally, <laughs> well, it just, You're like, what happened? it just hit me one day. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it, Amy. I couldn't believe that I didn't have something sweet. So this really blew my mind in a great way. And, and then I saw my health improve. I saw my health improve. I saw those conditions that were starting to prop up go, mm-hmm. you know, they went away. And I also, and, and this is what got me later, I also started looking at animals in a whole different way. Yeah, we uh, we didn't go specifically plant-based. We did for a time. We went raw vegan, and it actually didn't work for my husband and I. We didn't thrive that way. So we ended up going paleo. Of course, we include tons of vegetables. Uh, there's a hashtag that goes around more vegetables than a vegetarian. It's kind of <laughs> like, I feel like that sometimes. But, yeah, no, including, uh, you know, organic pasture-raised meats was very important for us. We even went from living in the suburbs to running a farm. We had an organic uh, heritage breed, pasture-raised farm, and it was an entirely uh, different relationship with the land and with the animals and with our role in, you know, the food chain and all. It was just, I totally get what you're saying. Like, it totally transforms your experience when you get in touch with your food, regardless of what specific changes you make. It You get more aligned and more conscious about what you're eating and how you're fueling your body. That is exactly correct. And I've become more mindful of what I eat mm-hmm. because I, for the first time, I could taste my food. I mean, other than the sugar and the salt that you sprinkle on, you know, I mean, right. uh, pepper, salt and pepper, I'm sorry, that you sprinkle on your food. Well, some people put sugar on their food. Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. Because if you go to certain restaurants and you ask for vegetables, oh, which I have gosh. done, and they're so sweet, you, you know, I can't even eat them. So that wasn't, I guess. They it's amazing. True. Everybody's such a sugar everybody, addict. Everybody, so everybody. And, and part of the work I do 
is to educate people on how they can free themselves. I talk about my journey, but how can you begin to free yourself? And it's not about depriving yourself or making yourself guilty or blaming yourself for anything. It's recognizing that, first of all, part of the issue is devised in the marketing, okay? Yes. Huge. It's in the marketing. It's also in the way food is manufactured. Okay, mm-hmm. a lot of the food that's that's manufactured in companies. Part of the work I've done as a software consultant for the past twenty years is to go into companies, and I need I have to understand as a consultant how the food is made because I help that customer take those ingredients of that food and track it in the production software so mm-hmm. i've gotten to know and believe me i didn't put this together till years later the food is manufactured in a way that keeps us wanting it uh, i hear from a lot of people sometimes they say well this real food it tastes so bland i'm just eating like meats and vegetables and fruits and whatever and it's just so bland and i'm thinking because you've been eating doritos and you know fast food and it's all pumped full of chemicals that don't naturally exist. And my experience is the only way for your palate to clear is to stop eating all processed food and refined sugar. Only when your palate clears can your brain really, it's almost like your brain gets a fresh start. (laughs) A little reset. A little reset on the food. I can remember I would go, oh, my God, this is so good. I was like a kid tasting food for the first time in my life. And I would be eating, oh, these are good. I was tasting my vegetables. I was being very mindful. I was looking at the colors of the food. I was Mm -hmm. even taking time to feel the texture of the food. And that was not what I used to do, you know, as a mom. (laughs) It it, It just changed my whole life. I really, really transformed and that is what I do with people is to just just I just want to be a part of their evolution into what's healthy and I I feel that this it's an urgent thing that we have to do your work my work because of the health care all the diseases all the things I mean even the medicine is is too expensive now so I feel as a collective, if we look at the way we eat, we can really turn things around in a big way. It's huge because that's, you know, that's a starting place for so many people. Everybody eats, you know, so that's a great starting place to turn an entire life and lifestyle around. And, you know, we talk a lot about the gateways that people kind of come into this into like a holistic lifestyle and you know some people will come in through essential oils or through cleaning out their you know they realize the chemicals that are in their makeup Mm -hmm. or whatever but a lot of people most people come in through needing to change their diet because like I said everybody eats and we usually do it two to three times a day so and I identify so much with what you're saying because I definitely remember in my own transformation like There wasn't a specific day or anything when I just noticed it, like, oh, the food tastes totally different. I just remember, like, going to the farmer's market and, you know, the the sugar snap peas are in, you know, and it's like, oh, my gosh, and just feeling the texture and seeing that bright spring green and the, the snap when you would, you know, bite into it and the sweetness, like, 
that is really, there's a lot going on there, and there's a lot of communication with your body about, you know, the nutrition there and why you want it and, you know, how fermented, you know, and cultured vegetables now, those are so, like, bright and zingy and, you know, sour. It's kind of like when you used to have, I don't know, Sour Patch Kids or some of those yeah, candies. Yeah. It's like now you get it through through the culture of vegetables and its actual nutrition. Like, I think a lot of times our cravings are communicating with us about things that we need. Things that we need and what I've also learned and, and what I teach. It's not just the food. If we're missing things in our life, which I'll call primary food, relationships, mm-hmm. a job that you're happy with. Uh, if, if you don't have something to do that you truly, truly love, if you're not waking your soul up, if you're mm-hmm. not happy, then you will crave. You will crave. You have cravings for life, but you're craving something that has nothing to do with food. But you eat food because you think that the food will give you what you're wanting. Yeah, it's a fun food. It's a it's a something I see a lot with moms, especially like the me time when they don't have me time, they don't have self care. That's when it's like, okay, I got away from the kids, and now I'm gonna go to Starbucks and get a big coffee just for me, or I'm gonna go get a big piece of pie or something because it's like I'm taking care of me. But we're not really taking care of ourselves with that. You're using food for something food cannot mm-hmm. change or do. And, and it kind of worsens the problem, sadly. It, 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 it worsens it and it covers it up. Mm-hmm. Because we are happy after we eat that drink, drink that drink right. or eat that piece of pie, at least for a right, few at minutes the at the moment. <laughs> yeah, until the sugar crashes. At the moment, right. <laughs> at that moment, until, yeah. you know, it, it goes away. And then we're like, right. oh, man, so let me get something else to eat. Yeah, you got to get the other hit. Exactly. So what I advocate is that you look at your life, you really look at where you may be falling short in terms of what you're not doing to make yourself whole and happy. And it doesn't matter if you're a mom, if you're a dad, if if you have two kids, one kids, we all as individuals need to feel whole. We all do. And in our culture, in our world, at least, and I don't know about any world, but the Western world is we don't, like you said earlier, everything is compartmentalized. So you don't even understand that you need all these things. And when you watch TV, you you, want to lose weight. Okay, you're fat because you overeat, you know, and and, and you don't know that it's really not your fault, that there's some outside entities at, at, that are helping you to gain this weight. So you hate yourself. You don't love yourself. You don't like yourself because you feel, I, I can't control myself. I cannot control myself. And many, especially women, many of us have felt that way. At, at one time or another, and, and you feel it's your fault. So then, okay, I'm depressed. I'm sad. You know, and then you eat, and then you eat, then yeah. you eat. So I feel that part of my role and my mission, and and the reason I'm here to serve and and others is because the more I learn, I want to teach and 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 help people to break this cycle of 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 just being so connected to the foods that just don't support their overall well being. 
Right, and realize that it's a much more complex issue than calories in, calories out, you know, what's in this, what's in that. It's a so much more complex issue than just what's on your plate. And it's a, it's bigger exactly. than that. Exactly, and you don't have to spend a bunch of money uh, to get things right. And, and that's part of, like, when I do my podcast, I teach inner tools. And you don't have mm-hmm. to you don't have to buy a thing. And I tell people when I say you don't you don't have to pay money to lose weight. You can really lose weight naturally because my point is if you're eating healthy, if you're really eating healthy foods, the weight loss is a byproduct of the healthy habits that you've mm-hmm. created. And the food is eighty percent, the exercise is really twenty percent. Right. This is what I've learned versus my whole adult life. <laughs> Most of my years, it was calories in, calories out. You know, you're not working out hard enough, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which in so many cases, the working out, you know, the exercise, when people over-exercise, it's doing so much damage to their body. It's, you know, it's wearing out their adrenals. It's causing chronic inflammation. You know, they're at such a risk for, you know, joint issues and all these other things. And it's like... There's this whole undercurrent of the punishment of that you're not good enough, you know, you have to run, you have to this, like you ate that cheeseburger, so you horrible person, so you're going to do this, you know, and it's like, oh, it's such a cycle of dysfunction and, you know, it's so freeing to be on the other side of that and, you know, calm yourself when you eat the real food. Like I've noticed how much more calm and rational I am I notice how much more loving I am towards myself towards other people like just from changing my food and then getting more mindful and really you know cultivating that where it's not like you know I'll still indulge in in different things from time to time that may or may not quote unquote be like on an eating plan I don't really advise having like a set eating plan it's just like enjoying you know whatever so if I have a truffle or something I'm not like oh I have to do 45 minutes of hardcore activity you know it's a lot more graceful it's a lot more balanced it's a lot more loving and I move because I like to move I want to be outside I want to be hiking I want to be experiencing nature in the sunshine in the fresh air it's not about a punishment. Well, and I, I can tell you that I really used to punish myself because, <laughs> you know, I literally feel that I'd have to do two hours in the gym. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be depressed and sick if right. I didn't lose weight. You know, I've been working out so much and I haven't lost any. You know, it was this right. constant cycle of dysfunction, like you said. Yeah. And only when I was able to just evolve and really look at the food I was able to to understand through learning um, and talking to people who like you like me who are really around the help and support people is to understand exactly what's happening because today I eat much less than I used to eat Mm -hmm. people always say you know when we have these conversations you know I can't afford I can't afford to eat healthy it's so expensive but you know I tell them if you're eating more fiber if you're eating vegetables if you're eating more foods more whole foods Mm -hmm. then you're getting what you need and then not only are you getting what you need you're not on a bunch of medications 
Right. You know, you are supporting your body as a whole. And I can tell you, you have more energy. I noticed that right away. Yes, right away. And I I remember uh, I went like the first and second month, I was really focused on plant based. I don't say I'm vegan, raw or vegetarian. Uh Okay, I don't like putting myself in a box. I just eat foods that came from the ground and don't have them. You know, I just have a boundary that I've set for myself because I think, too, when you restrict yourself and lock yourself in, you know, mentally you want to just go over that. You know, of course. Well, I don't want to be put in a box. Exactly. So So I'm going to have this, you know, so (laughs) so I'm the same way. I don't want to have to remember a whole lot of things about what I eat. I don't want to have to stress myself out over dinner. So I've just learned what are good foods, and I have whatever I have, and I eat less. Over time, I, I eat less than what I used to eat. And a lot. Because you're, you're fueled. I'm fueled, your, your body has and it's needs. not about having this full belly. You know, that, that yeah. kind of went out of the window. It's just a different feeling. I'm never stopped like I used to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. for I was literally stuck to where I couldn't hardly move versus I'm just satisfied. And I know, you know, I know when to stop. My portions are smaller. It's just amazing. And all of this unfolded. It did not happen overnight. Um, I did it initially to be healthy because I saw myself going down a path of a bunch of medications, a bunch of chronic illnesses that I just didn't want to deal with, you know, I wanted right. to be happy. And when the doctor said, okay, I think you have Crohn's, you know, that did it. That was like the catalyst to yeah. me just jumping right in to really changing my diet because I knew it was my digestive system. I knew that it was food related. I did know that much, but for a long time, I was guessing what was healthy. And, and you know, there wasn't as much information back then as it is today. Oh, exactly. Exactly. It's amazing. And, you know, how empowering. Oh, my goodness. You know, how absolutely empowering to realize, hey, I have the power, the ability to change this. To change it. At any moment. Right. Like, I can wake up tomorrow and change everything. So I feel part of my role is to help empower other people to do the same thing. Because I always say you change one thing, everything else starts to change. Yes. Yeah, that's so huge. We have our, we do a change one thing challenge and people go on to social media and use the hashtag change one thing and they tell us like what they're committing to change, like what one thing they've chosen. You know, if it's something that they're changing in their diet, you know, they're switching to butter instead of margarine or they're buying organic instead of non-organic or whatever it is, you know, or switching out their deodorant for a homemade natural deodorant or something. And it's like those little changes build on each other so much it starts one thing and then the momentum gets going and it's like I can change one thing today and one thing tomorrow and one thing next week and then before you know it you look back in six months and your whole life is different wow Amy that's awesome I like that (laughs) it's really been a lot of fun and you know it's just it's all about small steps it's all about doable steps because People would come to me and say, you know, like my clients, what what do I need to do? Like, how can I get better? And, you know, in the back of my mind, what I want to say is, well, we have to change your whole life. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's really scary yeah. and not doable and not sustainable. So to be able to break it down into doable steps and small steps, it's like, 
let's do it. You know, let's make that happen. Make that happen. And if the client says, oh, that's still too big, I, I always say, okay, let's break it down a little more. Because the mm-hmm. key is that you can, these are actionable. These are things that you can do. So you break them down as small as you need them to be. I love that. And adding instead of subtracting. Exactly. I love that. We're not going to take away, you know what, we're not going to take away what you're doing right now. We're going to add to. We're going to add to. You know, at dinner, add a vegetable. You know, add another glass of water. Whatever we need to add in small steps because then once you realize, oh, hey, I'm I'm hydrated, you know, you don't really want to go after the sodas as much. You don't really need that fruit juice anymore. Like you can, you know. Get by with water. I, I call and that great. I, I call that crowding out because the idea mm-hmm. is to put the healthy food on the plate, like like mm-hmm. put put as many vegetables and don't tell yourself you can't have whatever else you want. But right. the idea, just like you said, is to eat all those veggies and drink all that water because mm-hmm. the concept and the idea is that you won't eat as much of the unhealthy food that you would have right. had you not had the veggies on. And you just, over time, you just put more and more and more on the plate. And, right. there, and you don't even really notice. You don't even notice. But there's also misconceptions that people have about food, of understanding mm-hmm. what whole foods really give you versus what you see on TV or in marketing. Yeah, there's a a variety of ways to fill our needs, and it it really is about getting a variety. And I love what you said earlier about the colors, like making sure to eat the rainbow and just really enjoy the colors. So cool. And not only does that give us nutrition, of course, we know color in food, in, in real food, indicates nutrition, but... You know, how exciting is that on your plate, too? You know, it's a feast for the eyes as well. You know, I always love getting, like, the rainbow carrots at the farmer's market and cutting all those up and having those for carrot sticks or in my salads Mm -hmm. or whatever instead of just orange, you know? I used to challenge myself, and actually I do this with people now, is I would challenge myself because when I first started eating more plants, I didn't know a whole lot of plants. You know, mm-hmm. so I challenged myself in the grocery store was to try one new vegetable or fruit that I'd never had. And before you know it, before I knew it, I had I've just eaten a broad range of veggies mm-hmm. that I didn't have any experience with before. And it's been fun and interesting. So now I can pull together the rainbows. I know what the flavors are. But initially, just starting out, just choosing one new veggie a week. <laughs> yeah to try right yeah and that's not only is going to add nutrition but it's going to add flavor variety and you know especially with kids that's something really fun to get them involved with you know um i always talk about if you go to the farmer's market like let the kiddos pick something out because you know they're going to want to eat what they picked out or have them you know start a small herb garden or something in the bath backyard because the the things that they grow they want to eat. They want to come in and make that salad. They want to add those herbs to the chicken or whatever because it's like, I did this. You know, there's ownership. There's excitement. So it's really a fun thing to get involved and get more in touch with how you're nourishing yourself. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And and that also the kids are learning very young. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I like that. Yeah, it's important because, like you said, it's not like we really got a manual 
on, oh, this is what you do. No. And this is how you take care of yourself. No, we've just been, you know, we've been conditioned uh, to, according to marketing, according to whatever needs to be sold. And I feel it's just time to wake up. As a, as a collective, as a people, and make more conscious choices about our food. Yes. And I feel that once we do that, then we can heal, we can be different people, because if we're waiting on Washington to, you know, the FDA to say, no, that's not good, that's poison, then, right. then we're in trouble, because what we see is that the, the, the money runs our government. It, it really mm-hmm. does. And and I feel I feel we don't need the government to change things. As a collective, as people, we can change ourselves. If one if each one of us changed, then 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 sooner or later there's enough people changing and that impacts Washington in a different way because the people exactly. are standing up and which is happening. That's what's happening now. Like the GMO yes. labeling, for example. Yes. You know, the groceries association have spent billions of dollars trying oh, to keep yeah. it. But guess what's happening? You see what's happening. Yeah. People aren't buying people it. Aren't and buying. so now companies are labeling. Hello. I think Campbell's came out. I think General Mills came out. Um, I think Mars Candy. Oh. So many people are saying now, oh, well, we're going to label. Because They're saying it, yeah, but they still have more work to do. I know. <laughs> well, and I'm sorry, just because it says it on there doesn't mean it's a health food. You know, right. I'm glad that we're going to label it so people know. But like you said, the real power lies with you. We always say vote with your dollars and vote with your fork. Right. You know, you're the one that's putting it in the shopping cart. You're the one that's spending your hard-earned money. You're the one going to the farm. You're the, you know, you're the one putting it on your plate and feeding your family. And, and and I see that happening. I, I, I see it. I see it all over the place. And I'm just so happy about that. And I feel each person starts with themselves. Yes. Well, change starts at home, change right? Change starts at home. And, and people like you and like me who, who are here to educate, we learn and we educate people, which is one reason I started, you know, doing the work I did was that I wanted to reach more people. Mm-hmm. I really want to reach more people because... You know, we're we're a sick country. I mean, we our health care, I don't know how long our health care can be sustained on this level. It's so, you know, it's very expensive. Uh, it's such a mess. It's such a it mess. It's so dangerous. Medications, you got senior citizens having to come up with hundreds and thousands of dollars for medication. I don't personally, I don't want to be the senior citizen that's spending my fixed income check on medication. And, and I, I just hate to say this, but I see it. I see it. I see it all the time. It yeah. happens all the time. So how can we change that one right. person? What's one thing we can do? And and I feel my role is to give the information. I mean, the information's out there. That's what's so amazing. The information is out there. And, again, it's so relatively simple. Once you kind of know what direction you want to go in, it's very easy to go make those different changes at the grocery store, at the farmer's market, whatever. That's a huge opportunity for you to change things right there. It's an opportunity, but, but, but you have to make, you have to, 
you have to heal those emotional attachments with your mind. You, I feel yeah. that's where the real work is. And mm-hmm. once you've done that, then you're free. You're free to right. choose. You're free to choose what you want to do. But until you, your brain gets unhooked from all that processed food, from all those foods that just don't support you, the sugar and all these other ingredients, the chemicals, then you can't choose. You, you just right. can't because you literally do not have the freedom to choose. It's like an addict on cocaine or someone that's an alcoholic. It's no different. Your brain, the dopamine in your brain loves, loves all that sugar, all that bad food. I mean, it, our brains are hardwired for that food. I mean, right. it. Well, it used, sugar used to be so scarce, you know, it was in the wild berries. You know, right. so it was like when we found it, it usually meant it was a safe food because poisons in nature are very often bitter. So when, when we had that sweet taste, it was like, oh, this is probably a safe food. Mm-hmm. That's often why babies don't really like bitter food for a while because they would get into everything in nature. And so it we evolved to know, hey, bitter foods are very often poisonous so stick with the sweet stuff mm-hmm. well it wasn't that big of a deal because we didn't have high fructose corn syrup mm-hmm. and we didn't have three liters of soda everywhere and cakes and pies oh at the goodness. at the ready you know it's everywhere 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 yeah. and you can, literally can't stop and even on the commercials we are driven i feel this driven and programmed to eat all day. Remember when you used to only have breakfast, lunch, and dinner? <laughs> but now, you know, we after are... School snack after school snack. Yeah, 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 lunch, snack, breakfast, snack. Right. We are conditioned to eat all the time. All well, the time. because that's how they make money. Exactly. If you're an endless pit, then... <laughs> well, and, and then this is what I say. We have to, I call, wake up. Wake up from the unconsciousness of the marketing and the sales and and what's what's going on and 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 the oppression that's done by the television set or these other media that you know you you know I just saw something the other day (laughs) and it was funny it says if you're 60 you can throw your depends away you could throw your uh, walker away and you could throw your cane away and I'm saying to myself. Wow, you know, <laughs> that is so interesting, but, but that, that is not geared to make a 60 year old feel good about themselves. Right. You know, or are you 40? You've seen the commercials. Are you 40? Are you 40? Uh, does your head hurt? You know, are your ba- eyes sagging? I mean, these all are made to keep you feeling bad about yourself. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the entire beauty industry. We've talked about that a lot before. It's like, you know, I think there's a meme going around that if, you know, um, TV commercials, beauty commercials went away uh, or told you that it was okay to be you, like how many industries would go out of business overnight? You know, like if you were happy being you and looking how you look, how many industries would go out of business overnight? Because really, everything especially as women tells us we're not good enough you know you're not skinny enough you're not blonde enough you're not this enough that enough your eyelashes aren't long enough your fingernails aren't right you know it's like oh my god how do people even get out of the bed in the morning if they think that? and I feel that that is the first line of work in every workshop that I do all the work that I do I start with the self-talk I start Mm -hmm. with how do you relate to yourself? 
Do you love yourself? Because if you can't, you can only love someone else equal to the way you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, then there's work to do. Because until that happened, the way you look at the world, the way you, you understand the world is skewed. It's really skewed. Yes. yes. Yeah. You have to look through a different lens. You really do. I, I, I just I just that's why I said the whole person and, and my work mm-hmm. has evolved into this because what my experience tells me today is we have to work on that self-love and that confidence and that self-worth that that has to be in place because those are the, the things the vulnerabilities that the marketing and all these other entities prey on and they work because we don't feel good about ourselves so that's why we eat everything we right. we we feel guilty because we gain weight when the truth is it's the processed food with all the sugar in it and and it's also uh, created so that you can't stop. You cannot stop on your own. I, I tell I, I tell my clients. But one of my clients said, Diane, I'm still craving chocolate, and I I've stopped everything. I've been eating plant food. So I said, walk me through what you're you know what you've been eating on a on an average. And she walked me through all the vegetables, but she was she was eating balsamic dressing uh some some common brand i forget the mm-hmm. name of it and i said that's where you're getting the sugar she couldn't believe it she couldn't believe it that she said right. but i'm not even putting that much on i said it doesn't matter it's a trigger it's a trigger it i mean salad trigger. dressings are just like a waste well, bin she, of what and, they put in there it's unreal right and she says i've given up all the sweets i've given up everything and i'm still craving I, that's it and that's why i always say walk me through what are you yeah, eating right uh, i like people to keep a food journal because even Absolutely. to help them i need to know what they're eating, when they're eating, what time they're eating, because like we talked about earlier, that lets me know if they have primary food in their life. So if they're up, if they had a snack at midnight, then I want to know what are you doing up? Because I right. don't know that. If, <laughs> why are you up at midnight eating? Why are you eating? up at midnight <laughs> eating? Because if you, if, if you can't sleep, if you have sleep problems, then that's a problem too, because, you know, you're 25% more likely to eat if you're tired. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, that's why I have them keep that food journal. Sometimes I go, well, what, so what I'm eating have to do with anything? I said a lot. Oh, a lot. Well, I look and see if they're if they're eating at that, you know, three o'clock afternoon. If they're having that crash after lunch, and yeah. it's like that tells me what your adrenals are doing. It tells me if you had the right macronutrients at at lunch. You know, I need to know, and it it's really illuminating for them as well. Like. You know, not just for me as a practitioner, but for them to see like, hey, every day when I have this whatever, if I'm eating this grain or this food and then afterwards I'm having digestive issues or I'm having a headache around the same time or whatever, you start to see the patterns in maybe there's a sensitivity here. Maybe there's something that's not agreeing with you. Maybe you need some digestive support or to trade this out. It's really illuminating because we forget what we have I mean I don't remember what I ate yesterday <laughs> well that's why these new tracking this tracking software is so cool free tracking software that you can put on your phone you can put it on your um like my fitness pal for example uh-huh. you can easily track what you're eating 
easily, yeah. you know, just and and that tells a lot. Not track forever. I always say, especially for people who don't want to do, just do it for a week. Let let's see right. for a week. Just get an idea. To get an idea of, of what you're doing because this impacts your whole life. Right. Yeah, and I've never been a big, you know, advocate of, okay, we need to count your calories, we need to count your fat grams. Not that. We need to see, like, what you're eating, how much you're eating, like, and like you said, when you're eating to kind of give us clues as to what's going on. So I usually don't even have them do the calorie counts or whatever unless there's something specific, but it's like the foods and just knowing so we can see if there's a pattern. There's a pattern and what you're eating, is it is it affecting you? Because if if you're having, you know, I, and I can remember just wanting something sweet and I'm like a mad woman and I'm moody because I'm, I'm moody. My, my sugar levels have dropped and I am moody and I'm not going to be happy until I get something. So it's that, right. it's that rage. It's my disposition, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it affects your mood so much. Everything. So, so that's why I need to know what you're eating. I'm not trying to tell you what to eat, but we need to understand <laughs> where all this is coming from because I feel that since I changed, I am much pleasant. You know, I feel, yeah. you know, I've done yoga and meditation meditation but letting go of that sugar and letting go of that processed food like you said I've been able to my brain has been able to clear from all the thoughts yes. and all the all the noise all the chatter and the noise that was going on it literally literally quieted down literally. I know it's amazing it really I know <laughs> it, there's like there's space in there yes. now and yeah um, I had the same experience going off of gluten because before I was noticing, I was, and I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but one day I was home by myself. Nobody was there to irritate me. Nothing was going on. <laughs> I made a sandwich. I had a sandwich for lunch. And about an hour, hour and a half later, I'm sitting there, and man, I was mad. I was just mad at the world. I was so angry, and I just felt like my insides were itching. Like, I just, you know, that antsy feeling, yeah. and and I just got this flash. I thought, it is the bread. It is the bread. That's what it is. And, I, I mean, when I went gluten-free, it was like all of a sudden calmness. Yeah. It was just so wild because it has a huge effect. Of course your body's going to be provoked if it's reacting to something, and going to communicate with you however it knows how and if emotions are one way then that's what you're going to get so and I love the the points that you brought up about you know having a job that fulfills you and relationships that fulfill you and um, you know in our practice we talk about the essential elements of whole health and so thoughts and emotions and connections both of those are elements I mean really like having a purpose having you know being inspired having creativity in your life like that stuff matters so much. It really matters. Getting hugs, uh, being yes. around people you love that love you, being in community, all this matters. Being able to do, like, paint, like, have a garden, all those things matter because you think you want food, but you really don't want food. You're craving something in your life. And Part of what I love to do in my workshops is to hone in on that. And it's so funny because sometimes people will go, well, I don't, I don't have anything, you know, but as we di- take a deep dive and we di- dig deep down, it comes up. 
Yeah. So what what I it's often hidden. It's, it's not definitely it's not hidden, your mind. But it's yeah. become so much fun. I love the people that walk into my workshops and say, you know, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm I'm fine. I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. But it's so beautiful when something they didn't even think about comes forward. It just comes forward once they start thinking about it, you know, and I yeah, always. We're not sitting there going, hmm, let's see, I want ice cream. No, I want a hug. Like you're not thinking that you're, you know, you're thinking, well, I want ice cream. But it's like if you really dig down and see like, okay, what's going on in your life? What, you know, what does ice cream mean to you? Well, it reminds me of when my mom would take me out for ice cream after I had a hard day and blah, 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 you know, or whatever. Right. Um, and then suddenly you realize, well, it's the connection, it's the stress relief, it's the comfort, it's all these other things that you thought you could get from the food that you really don't need. Does that mean that you never eat ice cream in your life? No. But you really change and feed yourself with all the other things, then you don't have those cravings. Exactly, because I know that when I'm doing something I really love, food becomes secondary. Yeah. So that's why I call these are primary foods I'm talking about, because food becomes secondary and it's in its place. It's there for nourishment only Right. versus versus being in your life and controlling your life. And I also have people write down, you know, brainstorm five things, five things on your primary foods list and put it on a refrigerator. So when you go to get that ice cream, (laughs) you can look to make sure that it's not that primary food, that you don't need primary food. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. I love having things right there where you can see it because – That's part of that mindfulness and part of that support system that we set up for ourselves because it's easy to get lost in the moment, lost in the craving, lost in the thought or the the routine and just have that knee-jerk reaction of I'm having this feeling, I do ice cream, I have this, I want that. You know, so it's like if you can stop and interrupt that neural process for a moment, you rewire it. Then you realize, okay, like I need comfort. I curl up with a blanket on the couch and make a cup of tea or I watch my favorite show or I take a bubble bath or I hug my kids exactly. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what I'm talking about. I love it. <laughs> but we have to discern the difference. And that's part yeah. of understanding, listening to your podcast and just really understanding the difference. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I love it. You are amazing. You are a change maker. I love these workshops that you're doing. It's powerful work. It's necessary work. I mean, we it's it's great. Thank you, Amy. That's great. I appreciate you and I appreciate what you're doing because that's what it takes. It takes us having a change in our own lives and sharing it and and growing the movement and inspiring other people um, to do the same. That's right. And as I love Maya Angelou's quote, when you know better, you do better. And when you learn, you teach. That's exactly what I want to do or what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. I love it. Well, Diane, thanks so much for being here today. And uh, again, for anybody listening, I know that you're probably multitasking, so I'm going to have links. <laughs> I'm going to have links to everything on the show notes, links to get to Diane's website, her workshops, all these fun things, uh, as well as her podcast. You can get those show notes at realfoodwholehealth.com. 
Under podcast, click on episodes and just click today's episode. You'll find everything that we talked about there. Diane, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Amy. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.